Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. So good to see you this morning. How you doing? Sounds good. Hey, we are, uh, we are concluding or finishing the series today called Change Your Story. Turn to your neighbor and say, Change Your Story. I hope you've been encouraged. There's been a lot of stuff in this, in this message series, but I believe it's, it's been very helpful. I want to conclude this series by talking today about faith. Say faith. You've got it. My goal, God's goal, to inspire your faith today, to pump it up and to see it grow and go. So it's not a question of whether you or not you have faith. It's a bold statement with an exclamation point. You've got faith. Say, I've got faith. Here's the proof. Let's start here in Romans 12, 3. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. See, each one, everyone has faith, but not everyone uses this incredible gift. The Bible is clear that faith is really important to God. Jesus talked about it a lot in words like, hey, your faith has made you whole or well, or because of your faith you are healed, or according to your faith, let it be done, and the list goes on and on. Faith is a big deal to God. When the disciples were worried about future provision, have you ever been there? I have. When they were worried about future provision, he didn't respond lightly. Jesus said, don't you believe that if I care for the birds, that I will certainly care for you, oh, you of little faith? And after Peter walked on the water and began to sink, Jesus said this in Matthew 14, 31. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. He says, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And I just chuckle at that. Because I would have said, dude, you just walked on water. That's incredible, unbelievable way to go. Go and start a worldwide ministry. People are going to want to talk to you. They want to know what it feels like for water to be under your feet while you're walking on it. But Jesus had something else in mind. Faith. He wanted Peter's faith to keep growing and keep going. I tried to walk on water once in a pool by faith. <laughs> Fell flat on my face. It didn't work. Apparently, Jesus wasn't out there on the water calling me. That's actually a good thing to think about. Faith is important because it affects how we think, what we say, and what we do. Faith leads us to the victory that overcomes the world and the devil. Faith is how we are able to stand, to live, and truly love. We are born into eternity through faith. We are made right with God by faith. We are forgiven by faith. We are healed by faith. We understand the mysteries of God by faith. We learn God's word by faith. By faith, we can understand the present and the future. Listen, we walk by faith. Faith and not by sight. Faith is the source of our strength, our provision, our courage, our guidance. Faith is the only thing, you guys, that sustains us in the trials, troubles, persecutions in these last days. My point is faith is important to God, right? 
Because I think many people want the favor of God without faith. They want the blessings without the believing. Today you're in a great place because you will hear the word and the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's continue with faith for a moment. Here's what it is. Here's what, here's what faith is. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Say substance. See, when faith is working properly, then my faith or your faith has substance. It has foundation. A foundation is what supports everything built upon it. And our faith is founded, as Christians, founded completely on Jesus and what he accomplished on the cross. And from the resurrection, Jesus is our cornerstone by faith. And there are times in my own life, maybe yours too, when faith was something that was tossed around rather than stood upon. But when faith is working, it's underneath, it's substance. You know that person who has substance, right? A depth to them. You can tell they've weathered many storms. They've trusted God through trials, troubles, and pressures, and now they have substance. By the way, you can't have substance without the struggle. Amen? You can't have substance without the suffering. I know we don't want to talk about it, but that's how we get substance. That's how the depth hap happens in our lives. But don't fall for the trap of letting your gift, your ability, your charisma, your accomplishments prop up your life. Let Jesus prop you up. Let Jesus be your substance. Is something else propping you up in your life, your career, your spouse, your money, your position? Friends, that's a recipe for disaster. By faith, give it all to Jesus, the rock. Faith is substance and Faith is evidence. Say evidence. Here's that verse again, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I'm so glad God just didn't stop as faith is substance. He says, no, I'm, I'm going to hook you up with some evidence. I'm going to show you that I'm real. In other words, Faith is substance in you, which then brings the evidence around you. Substance in, evidence around. Now, every time I come in the church, I look at that ark over there. The ark in the Res Kids ministry. It's cool. It's so awesome. Don't you guys love that ark? Well, that, that, that wasn't just delivered here. What happened was Johnny and Katie had, a, had an idea. Johnny and Katie lead our, our Res Kids. They had an idea. They said, I think I want to build an ark back there. I said, woo, I mean, is a flood coming? I want to build an ark. And, and we, we said, okay, well, how's this going to work? And, but, but, but they had the idea, and it was a substance moment. It was a, it was a deep believing moment. And then they linked their faith with Evan and a few others, and voila, the ark is here. A little bit of pain, right, Evan? We know that. There were some painful moments, right? But it's here. And now everybody gets to enjoy that ark. An idea, a heartfelt, faith-filled thought that brought excitement. It was deep. It was substance, substance, which then gave evidence. And there it is. 
When I believed in Jesus, I began to experience the evidence of God in my life. I felt clean. I felt hopeful. I felt encouraged. I felt loved. I came alive. I got a job. I was wandering and lost, but now I found purpose and direction. Evidence. 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 Faith is substance and it's evidence. But I know what you might be thinking. Faith seems so hard to do. It's too difficult. But here's what I've noticed about faith. We tend to put too much pressure on us and others instead of putting the pressure on God. Faith is putting pressure on God, not you, not me, not others, on his promises already written in stone, on his word that does not change, on his shoulders that can carry anything and everything. See, faith isn't as difficult as you think. It's actually simple. You don't need a lot of it to move a mountain. You just need a mustard seed. So let's try to make this simple today because you might be at the end of your rope. You might feel like you're sinking, but thank God Jesus is reaching out to rescue you, but also to grow your faith. Come on. And what I found is I don't need faith as much for the possible as much as I need it for the impossible. So let me show you something you may or may have never noticed before. This is Jesus describing how faith works. This is so interesting to me. Luke 17, 5 through 6. The apostles said to the Lord, hey, Jesus, show us how to increase our faith. And the Lord answered, well, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. What? Pause for a moment. They thought big faith was the answer. But Jesus is saying any faith is the answer. Come on, you guys. Any faith, even the tiniest faith, will accomplish an enormous and seemingly impossible task. Okay, let's find out what Jesus said about faith. Okay, here we go. Or, or how he describes it. I love this. Verse 7. Here's how he describes it. When a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No, he says, prepare me a meal. Put on your apron and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he's told to do? Of course not. In the same way when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants. We are simply done our duty. Now, let me explain this. My first thought was, man, that seems cold. Every time I'd read that verse, I'm like, that doesn't sound like my Jesus. Remember, Jesus is talking about faith. Let me just say this. Faith is your servant. Faith is your servant. He's showing them what faith does. So first, let me say, listen, let's not make this personal. Your faith is not yours to begin with. It came from God. It is a gift to you and for you, but faith is not you. It's separate from you. It's actually separate from Jesus. Jesus is not your faith. He's your Savior that you put your faith in. Faith is different. You guys still tracking with me? You might have to get this message again later. There's a lot in it that's really good. But Therefore, listen, faith is separate, and faith doesn't have feelings. Why is this important? Too many times we can allow our feelings, listen, to dictate our faith. 
Don't let it. Jesus shows us that right here. Faith doesn't have feelings. Look, when a, remember he's describing faith. When a servant, your faith, comes in from plowing or taking care of a sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No, he says, prepare me a meal, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he's told to do? Of course not. Are you shocked? In other words, listen, don't get too emotionally chummy with faith. Don't get too emotionally chummy with faith. Listen. Because the truth is this, when we live in the emotions of worry or fear or anxiety, faith can get stuck. It can get paralyzed. When we stay angry, faith can get blocked. There's a scripture to that. If we let our circumstances dictate our feelings, faith gets stalled. It can't move. So, so don't get too chummy with faith. Jesus is showing us this. Your faith doesn't have feelings. Faith, listen, is just waiting for you to tell it what to do. Okay, here we go. You guys are quiet today. Faith is waiting for you to tell it what to do. Remember, faith is your servant. Faith is your servant. You guys get that? In other words, this, faith just wants a job. Faith, thank you, Nancy, you got it. Faith just wants a job. That's all faith wants. Faith is waiting for you to tell it what to do. Waiting for a specific task from the specific promise. Do you need help? Just say, faith, go get some help and take this promise with you. God is my ever-present help in time of need. How about provision? Faith, go get me some provision or the wisdom and power to get it and take this with you. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. How about strength? Faith, I need some strength right now. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Go find me some. Listen, faith just wants a job. A job. That's it. And I believe my car's out there in the parking lot, I think, unless someone stole it. But I can see, I, can be I believe in my mind, I can see my car sitting out there. I believe it. Believe and faith are different. Belief says, I know it's out there. Faith says, well, Dan, I'm going to go jump in that car and drive it to its destination. Faith says, I'm going to go in that, that car and drive it to its destination. Right? I can believe, I can see the promise of God for my life. But until I say, faith, get in that promise and get going and bring it to where it needs to go. Listen, there's no job shortage in the kingdom of heaven on this, on this earth. But I think there might be a scarcity of employers or bosses or owners of faith, you guys. Listen, plenty of work, but no one telling faith what to do. Not many giving a job. And faith just wants a job. Look at this. Matthew 8, 5 through 10. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Look at this. The centurion replied, Lord, Lord, I do not deserve to have you even come under my roof. But just 
Say the word. Oh, they're serving again. And my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I tell this one, go. And he goes. And that one, come. And he comes. I say to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in all of Israel with such great faith. Matter of fact, only a couple times you'll see this word great faith, which is profound. But I would think that great faith in this moment would be like, oh yeah, Jesus, what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, come on, I'll I'll run to the home. I'll lay hands on my servant and the servant will be healed. Jesus is like, no, no, that's that's not bad. That's great, right? You can do that. He's saying, let me show you some great faith. Jesus, say the word. Faith, go do your job. Faith, get going. (laughs) And when you come back, make me some food and get going again. Faith just wants a job. Listen, this dude was the boss of his faith. He was in charge of his own faith. Let me give you some advice, please. Go tell faith what to do, and God will tell faith how to do it. Just go tell faith what to do, and God will tell faith how to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know how you're going to come through. I don't know, but I got a promise, and I say, faith, jump in that promise and bring it to the destination it needs to go to. You guys still here? Today, I, I want you to hear something that you, that you are the boss of your faith. You're the boss. You're the owner of your faith, the gift that God gave you. That's not you. It's separate from you. See, God wants you to be the boss of your faith. You can say to your faith, go right now and do your job. And don't worry, you can't hurt his feelings because faith just wants a job. Turn your neighbor and say, faith just wants a job. And faith, listen, just wants to be believed in. In other words, tell your faith you have purpose. You are valuable to me. As a matter of fact, do something else. Do something more. Cook me up some grub. I know you can do it because I believe in you. Look, uh, Luke 17, 7 through 8. When a servant comes in from plowing and taking care of the sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No, he says, prepare my meal, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. He's talking about faith. We think faith wants to come in from a hard day's work and sit down in a recliner or sit in a sofa and just relax. No, 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 no. Faith doesn't want to do that. Faith wants another job. Come on. Faith wants another job. Faith can do it. You guys hear what I'm saying? Faith can do it. Your faith can do it. Don't just stop one. Come on. Give them something else. Give her something else. Keep going. Jesus is saying, keep going, faith. Because I believe in you, do it again, and then do it again. Faith, you can do it. Faith, you can handle it. Because faith goes to the one who's already handled it, Jesus. But here's something interesting. Did you know that a person doesn't even need to be saved or born again to accomplish things with faith? 
Look at this verse, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. I always think about this verse. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, Jesus said, I never knew you. I never knew you, although they were operating in faith. They were operating in the name of Jesus and with faith. You see that? Because God's given everyone a measure of faith. That's how people get saved, because God gave them a doorway of faith, a gift of faith. And they say, well, you're going to walk through the door or not? I gave, I gave you a gift. They utilized faith, even though they weren't followers of Jesus. They did miracles by faith in Jesus' name, but Jesus never knew them. Listen, that's scary, but listen, can you imagine utilizing your faith and walking with Jesus and talking with Jesus? Can you imagine what your faith will do when it works with the king of the universe, with the Lord who owns a cattle on a thousand hill, with Jesus who heals and delivers and sets the captive free? Can you imagine the possibilities that God wants to bring into reality that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think according, listen, according to the power or faith that works in us? I just, I'm like trying to get you all riled up because when you leave, you're like, I got to give faith a job. I got to give, I got to give faith has got to do something for me. That's why Jesus said this in Mark 9, 23. Jesus replied, why do you say if I can? Why do you say if, Jesus, you can heal me if you can. Jesus goes, why do you say, why do you say if I can? Why do you say if, why do you say if you can? Listen, anything is possible for someone who has faith. Listen, faith can do more than you know. But faith just wants to be believed in. I believe you, faith. I believe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great job you did outside. Now come on in, cook me some food. And when you're done with that, I got something else for you to do. And when you're done with that, I got something else for you to do. Faith just wants to be believed in. And lastly, faith just wants you to hold on to stick with him, to not abandon him in his tough time, and to not abandon him when he meets opposition because he will always meet opposition. I think of Daniel when he prayed in his time of trouble, and it took 21 days for the answer to get there. The angel Michael finally shows up and explains the situation. He says, Daniel, there was a fierce battle. I was duking it out with a wicked spiritual ruler over Persia, but because you held on to faith, I'm here. See, faith just needed a little more time. I think faith needed a few extra tanks to bust through the enemy lines. A few extra tanks. Faith just wants you to hold on. Look at what faith went through here, poor guy, as we finish. Check this out. Luke 18, 1 through 8. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show, show that they should always pray and never give up. Say, never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, hey, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. Stop right there. Jesus is teaching something here, and he gives this phrase. Have you ever felt like, oh, man, oh, man, I prayed, and it just seems like God disappeared on me. 
It seems like God's ignoring me. It seems like everything went silent. It seems like, uh, God, are you even real? I'm not hearing your voice like I used to be. It feels like God's ignoring, but I'm telling you, God isn't ignoring you. He's orchestrating something underneath and in, in behind the scenes that you don't see. And he's also pulling on your faith. He's, he's pulling on your never give up. Come on. He's pulling on your never give up. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally, look at this. Come on, say finally. Hey, your finally's coming. Say my finally's coming. My finally's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. He said to her, he goes, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. And the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he, oh man, rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. Look at this, though. He ends it this way. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on this earth who have faith? Do you hear, see that? We have faith. See, I got faith. I got faith. Oh, I got faith, Jesus. See, don't give up on your faith because after a while, listen, after a while, the unjust, the unjust judge caved in. Faith wore him down. If you hang on to faith, I promise you, faith will get the job done. Faith will get the job done. Faith just wants you to hold on. I know you're tired and weary. I know it looks impossible, but remember, faith shows up primarily when it looks impossible. He's not needed as much for the possible or we don't contract his services when we know that we can handle it ourselves. Faith is needed in every part of our lives. Truth is we always need faith. We breathe because of faith. When you sat down in that chair, you needed faith that would hold you up. In the small thing and the big thing, but especially, listen, when it looks impossible, faith specializes in the impossible. Now, here's the disclaimers we're finishing. There are many times when you are the agent of change. You are the action to your faith. Your prayer, your testimony, your serving, your praising, your giving, your love, that pecan pie made for your neighbor, that text message sent to your friend or your enemy. See, many times it's you or me that faith, faith works through because you and I are connected to our faith. You are not faith. You have faith. That's why Jesus ends by saying, now when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. He's just saying, just don't get emotional. Listen, I've got so much for you to do in this life. I mean, you can't even comprehend the things that God is going to do through you. He even said to the disciples, man, uh, the, the things that you're going to do are greater, greater because I go to the Father. Greater works are you going to do because I go to the Father. He's saying, what is, what's he saying? He said, Let's, he's saying, what I want you to do is I want you to give faith a job. Give faith jobs. Give faith 
as many jobs as you can give faith. And when you give faith a job, please hear this. He immediately goes to the one who is Lord over all faith and the impossible, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the king and commander of faith. I just picture faith showing up to God. He's saying, hey, Dan's been praying. Dan's been praying for this for a while. Faith shows up to the king. And Jesus is like, I got this, man. I'm going to do something totally, I'm going to do something that Dan's not, like, he never even thought of. This is going to be so cool. This is going to be incredible. But I'm not sure if this message is going to mean much unless you take it with you. In other words, don't let this message stay here today. Bring it outside, out of those doors, and into your week. So let me ask you this. What immediate need do you have? What pressing situation are you in? Will you please give faith a job? Give them a job. Now, what I've noticed in my life is that every prayer that I pray should be attached to a person that I love and a person that I'm praying for because none of the stuff that I have goes to heaven. But my prayers are prayers that, 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 that should have somebody in my mind. That's what God loves. Is there somebody in your life that, that needs help? Maybe you need help, right? But do, do you know someone needs help? Listen, give faith a job. Give him a job. I commission you, hey, Faith, I got a job for you. I want you to go into that room. I want you to go into the hospital room right now, Faith. Go into the hospital room. Take some angels with you. Here's the word. Go, go, get, go get to Jesus. He'll tell you what to do. Faith, get over there right now. Go, 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 go. And when you come back, don't expect me to thank you. Mm-mm. Just, I got another job for you. Now, now, now you'll see that, that begin to manifest in some way. You'll, you'll, you'll see like, oh God, I'm, there's evidence happening here in this, in this, in this moment, right? Don't stop. Don't, oh, this is so great. No, give him another job. Give him another job. He wants to go. He wants, he's got stuff to do. Faith just wants a job. Faith just wants to be believed in. And faith just wants you to hang on. I'm telling you, when you start praying, be the boss of your faith. Don't get chummy with them. Come on. Faith, I need you to do this right now. Faith, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear that devil down. I'm going to wear this situation down in Jesus' name until I get what I know God wants. Faith, I need you to go. I need you to go here. Here, I need you to go to my family members. I need you to, come on, you guys. Don't just let it stay here. Today, today, start building a business with faith. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your presence here today. Uh, Holy Spirit, I'm just believing that whatever it was said today, God, whatever was needed, God, that it got down into a heart. And Lord, I pray that it would produce 30, 60, and 100 fold 
God, I pray that whatever situation someone's going through right now that looks impossible, nothing is impossible with you. And all you want them to do is give faith a job to do. Thank you, God, for your promises. They are yes and amen, God. We believe in you. We trust in you. And I thank you for all of those who who got baptized today, gave their hearts to Jesus, Lord. I thank you, God, that, that there would be, that that step of faith would produce evidence in their lives, God. More evidence than they could even, could even imagine, God. You would bless them. And we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you guys. We love you. Hey, prayer team is here. If you need prayer for anything, you guys have an amazing uh, week. Take care. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.